Okay, I'm starting to record, guys. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all so much for coming here. I know it's a very busy time now because we're about to hit up uh, three-day Yantai for Shavuos. Thank you, Hashem. And thank you to Rachel and Omri Amar for giving us the space, babka bites, uh, coffee to enjoy uh, some Torah today. So why are we even here today? It's all Minas Shemayim. Um, I'm going to tell a story that you may not want me to tell. Anyway, so um, the reason why we're here is because I was skipping on Queen Anne Road over here after meeting Gedalia Fenster, and I was super excited. I happened to have, it wasn't a happen, it was obviously from Hashem. I happened to have bumped into Rachel because Rachel is obviously in Velvet Box or at Juice. And she asked why I was super excited, and I explained that, you know, I met Gedalia Fenster, and he suggested that I start giving classes. So, here we are today. So, um, okay, so everything I say today, um, I hope it inspires you, it uplifts your soul, and I hope it does the same for me, because if I'm saying it, that means I have to hear the advice just as much as the next person. So, here we are in Rosh Hashanah Sivan. And we're in the third month from um, the new year, Nisan, because we had Nisan, ER, Sivan, and we're about to get the Torah. Uh, we're about to get the Torah, but we have a blip. We miscalculated. The Emunah and Betachon was really on high alert, high test. We miscalculated when Moshe was coming, and we go into the Cheta Egel, and we have a blip. And... Um, we do teshuva, we build the mishkan, and then we proceed to receive the second set of luchot. So the fact that Hashem commanded us to right away build the mishkan is a whole separate psychology class of like pure brilliance. We're not going to be focusing on that today. We're going to be focusing on the fact that uh, the theme of emunah v'bitachon that is present throughout the entire Torah from Bereshi to Devarim and so on and so forth. To, uh, to the present, to today. So this theme of emunah v'bitachon, how do we define it? What is it? So I'm going to turn to my favorite book, Garden of Amuna. If you have not read this book yet, it is a must read. It is life changing. If you're going to tell me, you know what, Rivka, I picked it up. It wasn't for me. Try again. You have to read it. It's life-changing. So Rabbi Arush explains Emuna in three basic levels. The basic form is everything is from Hashem. Next level is everything is from Hashem. It's for the very best. And the very high level that we all strive to reach is that everything has a message. So I'm going to give an example that just happened two weeks ago. <laughs> I had carpenter ants in my house for the first time in 14 years. And um, we've never had them before. So at that moment in time, I thank God I had the consciousness, the awareness. I thank Hashem for these ants. Thank you, Hashem. <coughs> They're for the very best. But then I really started, needed to, I needed to dig deep and understand uh, what was the message behind them. So then I started thinking, and I was at an event, and I remembered that I didn't give, um, I wasn't able to give um, tzedakah to Mishalach and to that were at the door. And you learn, I actually read this in, um, I may have learned this from Rabbi Arush's books, that anytime you see ants in the house, 
It's, uh, there's some cheshbon that you, you owe someone money or you, uh, you, you, you owe someone money. Um, so I decided, okay, I should have given these uh, shaliyah mitzvahs um, tzedakah. I make a, I do a cheshbon and nefesh. I tell Hashem, okay, neder. in the future, I'm going to specifically, you know, try to give these people the money. Okay, next day, I still see a little ant on my bathroom wall and I'm about to whack it. And I'm like, okay, that wasn't it. So I, again, I go back and I'm like, what do I need to fix? Where do I have to do the cheshbon here? And I remember I, I, I didn't allocate something the way I should have. So I put aside X amount towards tzedakah. And, I was, and then I just felt it in my soul. I was like, okay, this is it. I should have done this. I didn't do this. So um, there were no, no more ants. That's it. The ants were totally gone. So, is anyone going to ask, Rifka, you obviously called the exterminator. It was the exterminator, duh. So, you're right. It could have been the exterminator, but it wasn't really that, because I'll tell you why. We've all had pest problems that we've had to call the exterminator over and over and over again. And unless we fix it on a spiritual level, the problem doesn't disappear. Now, it doesn't have to be an uh, example of ants. It could be something very simple. You go to Starbucks, you get juice, you drink a hot coffee, you burn your tongue. You could start screaming at the barista, but maybe there's a, or you could start quickly do a cheshbon and nefesh, a quick, well, what's the message behind like the burnt tongue? And maybe, you know, maybe you could think to yourself, you know, Anusha, maybe I said something I shouldn't have said, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to be, I'm gonna try to be more mindful and careful in the future. Okay, so when you're operating at this level of consciousness and at this level of Yerushalayim, where you're constantly doing cheshbon and nefesh, it's actually very beneficial to you. Why? Because there's no double jeopardy in heaven. So when you're having a mini Yom Kippur every single day and you're constantly working on yourself, uh, character growth, you can't be tried for the same sin twice in heaven. So... Uh, this is really, it's because you're constantly doing teshuva, so it's really to your benefit to operate at this level, at this level of Yerushalayim. Now, Yerushalayim, what does that even mean? There's three levels, according to Rabbi Arush, in the Garden of Knowledge. I actually have all his books, but these ones are solid. Anyway, um, so what does he say? What is Yerushalayim? What's the first level? Very basic, we all know what it is. It's, uh, we're just scared of getting punished, right? Very basic. This is what we teach our kids. Uh, this is how we get them to not do stupid stuff. And um, very basic. Next level, which I'd, li I'd like to say more people operate on, is when you're at a certain level of consciousness, you're, uh, you understand that everything is from Hashem, so you are the pipeline. If, if you do the sin, you're scared that that pipeline is going to be blocked. Um, so a lot of, you know, basically a lot of tzaddikim, a lot of uh, spiritual people understand this. They operate at that level and they understand that basically everything they have, all the blessings, all the shefa, any challenges, it's from Hashem. So to always keep that pipeline of connection open. So they don't want to sin because they want that open. The next level which is very 
high level, we should all strive to get to that level, is uh, exalted fear. Does anyone know what that means? Okay, so it is the level of um, you have so much love for Hashem that the fear actually is love, that you don't want to do the sin because you love Hashem so much and you don't want to do anything to like basically disappoint Him. So basically, at that level of consciousness, you are doing the mitzvot out of joy. And that is a level we should all strive. And that's basically what the entire Breslov movement is based on, to always be basim, to always be basimcha. And at that level, you're actually living a life for the very purpose of why Hashem created the world, which is, according to Rabbi Arush and you know, our sages, to bestow his loving kindness on all his creations. Everything he does is for our ultimate welfare. Hashem does nothing in random. All his workings have specific rationale and purpose. And Rab Zachariah Wallerstein always used to say with the Chrona Levracha that every single blade of grass, every single piece of hair on your head, and the particle that you may or may not see in this room of dust, you won't see it because Anna did an amazing job. Um, so the, everything has a specific purpose. Not, there's nothing in this world, nothing, no challenge, no, nothing is by accident. So the next question you're going to ask is, well, Rika, or don't ask me because I'm just a regular person, like ask a rub. Well, you know, if everything is Hashem masterminded everything and everything is for the best, then how, do you, how can you explain the evil in this world? Especially now after 2020, 2020, we just saw that, we're in 2022. How do you, like, how do you explain the confusion, the upside downness of the world and Gedalia Fenster who bases his teachings on Rabbi Nachman he's a podcast I highly recommend everyone listen to his, to his uh, lessons so he basically states a lot um, that you're not meant to understand evil you're meant to elevate it um, and without Amuna, you can't even attempt to elevate anything in life it is a Jewish concept, that, but it applies to everyone. We know the Tony Robbins, we know the Ed Milets, we know the Jay Shetties, we know all these spiritual thought leaders who are very popular in the secular world, and there's a reason why they're so popular, because everyone is seeking inner peace, everyone is seeking truth, everyone is seeking reason. You don't have to be Jewish to have your spiritual GPS basically want to connect to your source. Hashem. So it is a multi-billion dollar industry and it is, there is a reason why, you know, it's so hard um, to basically overcome your Yitzhar Hara. Um, and if it were easy, we'd have world peace. Um, so uh, we're meant to toil and work on ourselves and overcome our Yitzhar Hara, but it's absolutely impossible without Hashem. You need prayer for Hashem to help you, but if you don't have the consciousness or the desire to even pray, then you're going to be completely lost. As Mandana Balor says, another podcast I highly recommend, she always says that um, when you have the Ratzon, which is desire, you become the Tsinor, which is the Pokemon. <coughs> so without, without the desire, you cannot be the pipeline uh, for 
stopped for knowledge, for wisdom. And so I keep talking about consciousness. Does anyone know what that word even means? Okay. So, no problem. So we're going to look at Dr. David Hawkins' books, Letting Go. He created, he's, again, he had, he had like every other enlightened in pers- person. Uh, he had a specific challenge in life. He overcame it, s- like, s- seek truth, and became the spreader of truth. So he created this map of consciousness. Um, If you have not read this book, I highly recommend it. I can give you the information afterwards. So practically speaking, if you look at this map, anything below courage is your Yetzirahara and your ego. Anything above courage is your Yetzirahatov and your soul state. So Rabbi Nachman was writing about this 250 years ago, illustrating where the human mind can go and essentially how we have to face it until we make it because the human mind is capable of, capable of going to really low levels of consciousness, God forbid. And these low levels of consciousness happen when our connection to Hashem is gone. You'll never meet anyone operating... You will never meet anyone who's operating on a high level of consciousness who doesn't have a very, very strong connection to Hashem. Because at the end of the day, we have to remember we are not our thoughts, we are not our feelings, we are not our emotions, we are our we are souls. We are Tselem Elohim, and our soul's GPS is designed to always connect to our Creator. We have to continue creating ongoing, everlasting relationships relationships with Hashem because if God forbid that connection is lost we become vulnerable to serious negativity it takes a tremendous amount of self-reflection effort and prayer but as Rabbi Nachman says you are meant to toil in this world so it's either you're going to toil trying to connect to Hashem and davening or you're going to break your head with man-made garbage so all the, you could, I mean, and you could see where the man-made garbage could go. You'll go into pride, anger, desire, fear, grief. This is, it, these levels could be really nasty and really, really scary. So when you read books like Letting Go, The Untethered Soul, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, any truth found in any of this literature is all Torah-based. If it's not, if there's, if there, if it's, if there's no truth in it, that means that it's not based on Torah. So if there's any truth, Hashem came up with it first. So it's, and the reason why it's actually good to read uh, these books, I got all these books, and I have a library at home if anyone wants to ask me, you know, for recommendations. Um, it's all from the Dahlia Fenster's classes, and sometimes this literature is really, it's easier to understand, you know, these deep esoteric concepts. So we're going to look at uh, what, why this, what this map of consciousness, um, how D- David Hawkins illustrates this map of consciousness. So in general, we could say that the lower end of the scale is associated with lower vibrational frequency, lower energy, lower, lower power, poorer life circumstances, poorer relationships, less abundance, less love, and low energy. Such needy people drain us all on all levels. They tend to be avoided and find themselves surrounded by people on the same level. God forbid, God forbid, like jail. 
As we let go of negative feelings, there is a progressive movement up the scale to courage and then beyond with increasing effectiveness, success, and more effortless abundance. We tend to seek out such people. We say they are high. They give off life energy to all living things around them. Animals are attracted to them. They have a green thumb and positively influence the lives of, of all whom they come in contact. At that level of courage, the negative feelings have not all disappeared, but now we have sufficient energy to handle them because we've re-owned our power and self-adequacy. The fastest way to move from the bottom to the top is by telling the truth to ourselves and to others. So, um, what does it mean to tell truth? What does it mean to tell the truth to yourself and to others? Um, okay, so what does it mean to tell truth to yourself and to others? An excellent way of achieving this is, I don't know if you're going to be surprised if I say this, if you do heat but a <laughs> So what is heat but a It's basically a connection and a conversation with Hashem on a daily basis where you daily recalibrate your consciousness. You, it's, you could start with five minutes. I really recommend everyone doing this for 21 days at minimum with the aim of doing it for 40 because 21 days is when you form habits. It's from another book. Um, when you form habits and they become more permanent in 40 is because there's a unique, um, in, in, according to our sages, 40 days of prayer is when you, when your prayers become answered, you'll know, uh, you'll know if something is, uh, you'll have the answer to what you're praying for. So um, it's two minutes of being grateful. It's two minutes of praise to Hashem, so gratitude. It's two minutes of self-reflection, and then it's one minute of requests. And again, when you do hikvah to do, you're constantly re- you're constantly recalibrating your con- consciousness. What happens if God forbid you don't recalibrate your consciousness? Again, you're susceptible to these low levels of consciousness. What we're going to concentrate right now is fear, because that was a biggie in 2020. Uh, we all saw what happened, and let's see what Doctor, what uh, David Hawkins says about fear. It's really interesting. Listen to these words. There is a fear of pain and suffering, fear of living, fear of loving, fear of closeness, fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of God, fear of hell, fear of damnation, fear of poverty, fear of ridicule and criticism, fear of being trapped, fear of inadequacy, fear of danger, fear of disapproval. Fear of boredom, fear of responsibility, fear of making a decision, fear of authority, fear of punishment, fear of change, fear of loss, fear of security, fear of violence, fear of losing control, fear fear of feelings themselves, fear of manipulation, fear of being found out, fear of heights, fear of sex, fear of being on our own and being responsible, and fear of fear itself. So having a connection with Hashem is kind of super, super important because um, you could get trapped and God forbid, you could stay there and Gedalia Fenster always says you don't want to have a membership to like, you know, the depression club, God forbid, because if you don't elevate yourself on a constant basis, you're going to get stuck. So your initial goal should really, for everyone in this room, to, to get to courage, to really get to courage. Because at courage, that's the inflection point 
of when you flip the script in your mind and instead of saying, I can't, you say, I can. You start recognizing with Hashem's, with Hashem's help that impossible does not exist. Um, I don't know if anyone follows Didi Deutsch, mar marathon, marathon mom runner. She's amazing. Okay, so if you don't know her, she's a mom of five. She, I think maybe more, maybe five. Maybe, okay, well, she's a mom of, thank God, many kids. And she was, you know, just a regular person. And all of a sudden, one day, she got this on this desire to, like, run. And she took that desire, and she beat records. And she started winning these crazy races. And now she's, she's, she's going for the gold. She's going for the Olympics. And, um... Adidas actually took her and placed her all over billboards with a big fat impossible is nothing. Also on her Instagram page, she's really cool, you really have to follow her. The first thing in her bio, it says that she's Hashem's ambassador. So like, thank God she's gonna succeed, but she knows where this energy and where this shefa and where this success is coming from. And when you're living in that, um, level of awareness, I mean, you're limitless. Thank God. So courage. What does uh, Hawkins say about courage? And this is really cool. This is my favorite. The hallmark of courage is knowledge and feelings. I can. It is a positive state in which we feel assured, skillful, adequate, capable, alive, loving, and giving with an overall zest for life. We are capable of humor, activity, confidence, and clarity. In this state, we feel centered, balanced, flexible, happy, independent, and self-sufficient. We can be inventive, creative, and open. In courage, there's a lot of energy, action, letting go, capacity to be there, to be spontaneous, resilient, resourceful, and cheerful. In this state, we can be very effective in the world. The level of courage is very helpful in the mechanism of surrender. In courage, we know I can look at my feelings. I don't have to be afraid of anything anymore. I can handle them. I can take responsibility for them. I can learn how to accept them and be free for them. I am willing to take risks to let go of old points of view and to explore new ones. I am willing to be joyous and share my experience with others. I experience myself as willing and able. So courage is kind of the place you want to be at. Again, you're going to be going up and down in life throughout all these levels. But really, you just want to make sure that you're, you're, you're this, the, the state in which you're basically predominantly in is a higher level of consciousness for your own good. So we're gonna, how do we reconcile this with Judaism? What is Judaism? What are our mitzvot, practically speaking? We are commanded to be in gratitude. If we didn't have an ego, if we didn't have the Yetzir Hara, every single one of us would be dancing on the streets. Thank you, Hashem, for giving us the Torah, the blueprint for winning life. Praising Him, thanking Him for the challenges, for the successes. But... We're not angels. We have a Yetzir Hara. And it's good that we have the Yetzir Hara because it gives us, it, that, that's the way Hashem is able to reward us through Bechirat Chavshit, with our choices. And don't think for a second that, okay, awesome, I'm you know, elevating my level of consciousness. Goodbye, Yetzir Hara. I don't have it anymore. I'm done. 
not happening because you have to understand with each level of consciousness, you say goodbye to the old Yitzhahara, but there's a new one created to push you even further up. So basically, and you don't have to be upset about this. Like, it's good. The, the fall is for the sake of the rise, but you can't, you can't just assume like, okay, uh, it's not for me. I'm having resistance. That's your Yitzhahara, and it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do to basically elevate you. And we're constantly in this uh, growth mode because if God forbid we stagnate, Hashem sends us reminders. Um, if we don't get those messages, the reminders, God forbid, become stronger. So it's for our own good to get with the program and turn up our faith. And there is no faith without prayer. So faith and prayer are synonymous. And you have to constantly work on yourself because self-work makes the world work. So I pray that in the schut of Abraham Yitzchak Yaakov, that each one of us is able to let go of the negativity, able to forgive ourselves in order to be able to forgive each other, to get Ahava Achina, and Mashiach comes b'shalom b'mheira b'ameinu. Amen. Selah.